Hi, and welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach and author of Food Truck 101, Beginner to Winner. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. Last week, I talked with Thane Martin on franchising your brand. If you're dreaming about becoming the subway of food truck, then give all of those episodes a listen. One of the many elements that we talked about was having written manuals so that you're able to train people coming into your franchise. It's also super important that you have a training manual to be able to train employees. And I thought it would be a really good idea to share with you guys how detailed you need to be and how those details will help you to run a better food truck today long before you ever open your second food truck or even get into franchising. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today I'm talking about all the details needed for a training manual for your franchise food truck or if you want to just evolve into a second food truck and today's details are about your cooks and your cook processes. You need to have some type of system to manage the kitchen, to manage the kitchen area of your food truck and also to monitor all the different holding that you may, may be doing, whether it's hot holding or cold holding, but you still need to have some system in place. So for example, if you have steam tables, you wanna have some method of checking out to make sure that the product is not expired in the steam table. That means you have to have a holding time for the food that is in the steam table. So you're having to think about how long should this food actually last? Because remember, you want to cook food all throughout the day. You want to have fresh food coming into those steam tables all throughout the day. You don't need to have a full-size pan and cross your fingers and hope it lasts for four hours. You can use quarter-size pans. You can use six-size pans, whatever it takes to keep the food rotating so it's always being cooked and being fresh throughout the day. You want to make sure that you have a standard for your team to understand how the food should be placed in the steam table so it's always placed the exact same way. Or if you have a dry holding unit, again, food being placed in the exact same place every slot every day and in the right size pan with the right size of size of lid or ladling system or scoop system or whatever it is you use to portion it, all of those details have to be worked out. If you have some type of timing system, your team has to understand when to start that timing system for holding products. Most likely you're just going to be writing the product as far as their time goes. So you need to have a standard. Where will that time be written? Will it be on the right hand corner, lower corner of the pan? Where's it going to be? So that every time you step onto the food truck to do an inspection, you as the owner of multiple food trucks can look and go, yep, I can tell exactly when this food was in there because I can see the holding time on it. If you have some type of, of kitchen management system or some type of prep system, you want to make sure it's present and then being executed properly. Because if it's not being executed properly, that means you're wasting food, you're wasting prep time, you're running out of food, you're running out of prep, you don't have the right amount of one product to meet up with the other products that you cook. So you have to have some type of management system, some type of prep system in your kitchen. And then whoever's in charge is able to explain how to use it, and then they make adjustments on the fly if necessary. So if your goal is to always have, say, 10 hamburgers cooking because you're so busy and you know you're going to sell them, the manager in charge needs to be able to adjust that when the line breaks. And instead of having 10 cooking, you may drop to three cooking. Or if you start with a third size pan of a particular item and after the line breaks 
after one or two o'clock, you may drop down to a six size pan and replace the other part of the third size area with just an empty pan. You don't have to have full pans all day long. You just have to be able to monitor the food so that you have food all day long. So let's talk about fried products. Let's just say you do french fries. That's a relatively easy thing to do, but you gotta have super details in how it is done. So let's talk about how to load the fries into a fry basket. What's your standard? Is it gonna be half full, a third full, a quarter full? All of those depend on what the cut size is on your fries. And then the next thing is, are they cooked properly? So are we using a timer? Are we just guessing? Are we saying when they float, they're done? Or are we just going, yeah, we're busy, they're up now. The fries need a standard, and that standard never changes. Invest in some type of timing system. You can get one that's freestanding that just counts time, or you can get one that's integrated into the fryer that actually adjusts for the temperature of the shortening. So it adds on time as the shortening cools off. But in any case, you need to have a set timer. And yes, it takes two and a half minutes, three and a half minutes, whatever your standard is, and the employees know what that is, and they set a real timer for it. You need to have some place where you're salting your fries, and that is not over the shortening. And then you need to have a standard, for example, that as soon as the fries come up and we let them drain for three to five seconds, then we'll take them and dump them into this area, this holding station, or they have to be salted within 10 seconds of being dumped. You need to be that detailed. If you have fries up already and you're adding in new fries, how do you rotate them so that the older fries get used first? Or are you discarding them? You need to have those standards so all the employees know what those standards are. Then, of course, you want to make sure that if anything is has an expiration, it's not being served. So where does it go when it expires? And don't encourage your staff, you know, if something expires, y'all go ahead and eat it. Because what will happen is you'll have a whole bunch of food expiring all day long. Expired food has to be wasted in some way, shape, or form, and then accounted for. You should have a waste budget. Fries are consistently portioned, so you should have some type of mechanism either to weigh them or that visually indicates how many fries should go on your particular products and then how that they're packed. So you can either do it by weight or by visual, but if you're doing it by visual, they need to have a reference all throughout the shift that they can see. And what I suggest you do is weigh it. And then this is how it should look, because you weighed it to the proper amount. All they can do is duplicate what they see. Most people can do that. Let's talk about if you fry more than french fries. You need to differentiate your shortening. Fries need to be cooked in as clean a shortening as possible and in shortening that has as few of other products going into it as possible. Fries pick up other flavors. So if you're cooking anything else like fish or chicken or sausage or any other protein, it goes in its own fryer. And if you're cooking fish and chicken, the fish needs to be in its own fryer, and then the chicken needs to be in its own fryer. And yes, I know now we're talking about three different fryers, but your goal is to sell awesome food. And you can't sell awesome food when you start commingling stuff into the different fryers and go, eh, fry food, who cares? Because what ends up happening is the food ends up tasting identically. The fries taste like fish, the fish tastes like chicken, the chicken tastes like fish. All of those things don't impress a guest. They don't come back because what you're selling now is crap. They can make crap at home. They're giving you their hard-earned money to get some delicious food. Don't disrespect them by just throwing it all together in the same fryer and go, here you go. You want to make sure that every product you're cooking has some type of set timer, especially proteins. If you cook from frozen, make sure that everything is cooked from frozen. Or what I mean is every time that particular product goes in, it's from frozen. It's not, ah, it's a little bit thawed, we'll throw it in there and cook it. Ah, it's all the way thawed, no big deal, because that changes the quality of the product coming out. You can cook from frozen, but always cook from frozen. You can cook from thawed, but always cook from thawed when it's the same product. Either frozen or thawed, not a mix. 
And the same deal with expired items. Where do they go? How are they accounted for? You want to make sure that everything is being portioned and packaged and served according to whatever your policies and procedures are. That's when you're following up on that second truck, that third truck. So let's just talk about shortening management now. We talked a little bit about cooking and shortening. So let's talk about shortening management. You should have a shortening test kit and then all of the fryers, no matter how many you have, should be checked daily and if they don't meet the light color that you expect them to have then that's being discarded. So a shortening test kit will give you examples and show you this is where the shortening should be when it gets to this color you have to throw it out. So you have to check your shortening daily and I would check it at the end of the shift that way you know whether to filter it or discard it. You should have a skimmer available to skim off the little bits and pieces that come off of stuff. Get those dead fries out of there that fell out of the basket or floated out of the baskets. Get all the crumbs from your different breaded products. Skim those out. Make sure that your oil is not below the fill line. If it is, you add more oil to it to refill it. It cannot get below that line. Skimming is so important. You want to make sure that your skimmer is also in good repair. So that's just all on the fried product. But what about if you sell burgers or any kind of a sandwich? Well, let's say that you're going to be toasting it, toasting the bread. You need to have a procedure for that. How is a bread toasted? How long does it take? How long can you hold bread after it's toasted? What should it look like? What are the color ranges that we find acceptable for toasted bread and what's not acceptable? And if you can have a picture up there, that's awesome. You can show them what too light is and too dark is and the just right. If you give employees visual aids, they can perform a better job. If you build sandwiches, you want to make sure that the staff knows what the build is and they can do it correctly. If you mark sandwiches, you need to have some type of marking system. Say no lettuce, no tomato. How's it going to be marked? So that it's sufficient when somebody gets seven different sandwiches and all seven of them are different. They don't have to unwrap them and pick through them to see whose is what. Come up with a marking system and then mark your sandwiches. And it needs to be a simple marking system. It should not be a letter to the editor in length. It should be super easy to understand. If you do dessert, same deal. How are they marked? How are they held for expiration? How long can they be falling? If you do a from frozen dessert, like a pie for instance, you need to make sure that the orders are being repeated so that you know it's correct. And you have your expediter talking about the expediter again. They're either using a paper ticket or the screen to fill the orders. They're not trying to do it from their memory. Your goal is to make sure that no guests return with an incorrect order. So all of that information is just on frying and then making sandwiches. But there's still a whole bunch more that has to be inspected. And I'll talk about that tomorrow. Thank you guys so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information useful to your food truck business, please consider becoming a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. If you guys need a business coach to help you reach your food truck's full potential, check out my affordable services. They are listed in the links in the description below. And as always, thank you guys for listening. Come back tomorrow. I have plenty more to say about the food truck industry.